Andrew Jackson's Part two. lady. We're still with Roy. Roy is doing good. Yeah. Um, a little, you know, the room where it happened. This is not really a week between Claire and I recording this. No, this is in fact one... Ten minutes. Ten minutes. And a bunch of pizza parlor <laughs> menus later. <laughs> we are planning on getting a pizza and watching the Britney Spears documentary later. Yeah. Just so you know, bonus app And, um... Excited. I can't find a pizza place that I'm satisfied. Claire looked at me. 17 menus. To be fair, there was one that had a pizza called Gangrene. Don't know why you would ever put that on a menu and people would choose that. What was on that pizza? It actually looked really good. Oh. It was like <laughs> spinach, broccoli, like oh, all sorts of delicious. Stuff. Yeah. Why would you call it Gangrene? I don't know. People are just. That was the same one that said, Don't go baking my heart. That's fun. Bacon. That's cute. Don't go baking my heart. I don't really like bacon on pizza though. No. Do I like What's bacon? your favorite? Yes. Topping on a pizza. Um, you're gonna you're gonna die. You, you say pineapple and throw my phone at you. No. <laughs> but you're it's, gonna die. Yeah, what is it? Cheese. Oh <laughs> I'm so simple when it comes you to You just like pizza. a cheese pizza. Now if I had if someone's like, no, we need a topping, I yeah. say pepperoni. Oh, that's a good class. Now if someone's like, let's just go crazy, like really, I will hundred percent go buffalo chicken. Buffalo chicken. That but, buffalo chicken that we always have at Christmas oh, at Zags. Ooh. Oh, is that the one? That's in my house. Oh, that one's good too, but I really like the one we got at Christmas Zags. Oh my gosh, in the Upper Side. Yes. Yeah, that, that was a good was place. Amazing. That was the day before COVID. Oh my God, that was. The day before the world that, shut down. Was that the last meal I had? No, I don't know what I'm saying that. But um, <laughs> that was like the well, last group so... hangout that people, yeah. non-pod people I had. Yeah. Good times. Definitely. Anyway, I well, we're back. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> we are, um, we just finished talking about Rachel Jackson, who was the wife of Andrew Jackson. And now we're going to talk about two more people that were hostess to him in the White House because yeah. very sadly, he was elected president of the United States in December of 1828 um, and uh, December 3rd of 1828. And his wife died on December 22nd. Now, yeah. very ragefully, Andrew Jackson <laughs> accepts. Uh, the president, or, you know, decides to go through with the job. I mean, on, on some level, he probably could have said, like, I'm not fit yeah. for this. But he, again, narcissistic personality yeah. disorder, like, he was no, not No, he decided to come in hot. Yeah. <laughs> so he enters the White House, um, a widow, and uh, decides that he does need a hostess of some kind to kind of be... Uh, yeah, you know everybody. All of the all of these men have a hostess of some kind in the White House, right? Because this is like it is today. This is how you accept foreign diplomats coming in. This is how you accept right. members of Congress and se- the Senate. Um, a little patriarchal for my taste, but yes, this is yeah, how for it sure. yeah, of course. And like yes, you have a house full of servants um, and and helpers, but there needed to be a. A lady of the house. Yes, exactly. To, to, I yeah. mean, literally, there was a point where, I, I mean, they still do this now, where you would, like, welcome guests up to the step, and the woman was the one that, as a hostess, would have a house or, yeah. you know, restaurant, as they call them now. But, like, you, it was that was literally the first lady's job. Totally. Like, this is really, I mean, some of them, as we discussed before, like, worked at the orphanage or had some sort mm-hmm. of project. I'm using that term loosely. But at this point, they weren't, like, actively working or running campaigns or... Right. Um, you know, some sort of uh, organization or projects that they were doing as FLOTUS. So this was their only job. So yeah. Andrew Jackson didn't have time for welcoming guests properly. No. He needed to have a hostess. So he needed to have a hostess. And so enrolls he in his niece. His niece, who was his niece from his wife's side. So her yeah. name is Emily Donaldson. 
And that was um, uh, Rachel's uh, niece. And then, of course, becomes Andrew Jackson's niece once uh, they are married. Yeah. So... Emily, Emily is can, great. People love her. Yeah. Can yeah. we? I, I just want to know her um her status or star sign. She's born oh. June first, eighteen oh seven. Gemini. Oh, she's a Gemini too. Jesus oh. Christ, with these Gemini. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's another Gemini. And there is oh God, that's so interesting because there is something to be said about like being able to kind of like turn it on, turn it off, you know. And that's yeah. like a very Gemini skill. So maybe that's what made her so. This is lovely. gonna be fun to like figure out what the most. I know like, we should chart it. Like, yes, we and, should like, have a whole graph about yeah, it. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so she's a Gemini. Yep, yeah, and she's Andrew Jackson's niece. Um, her first like it's crazy though because Andrew Jackson enters the White House and he is really in mourning in a yeah. really really deep way to Ooh, the point yeah. where he like Elise had mentioned last time says. Um, the first year of my presidency, I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> yeah, he, like, actively, you know, modern day, we're all very obsessed with the first hundred days of an administration. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, I mean, Politico loves it. It's a conversation yeah. presidents are known for. It. Again, does a lot happen in the first hundred days? It's mostly, like, overturning the shit the last administration <laughs> did, EOs, all that stuff, but... It's such a, a part of our society now. Everyone's really excited about the first uh, chunk of time. He actively, and not that they had this back then in age 29, but he actively went in and was like, we're not going to do anything. For so the I first just, 400 days. <laughs> yeah, for the first 400 days. And I just love the idea of, like, like that's like Biden just, co- and not that there was like, I mean, maybe, I'm sure there was obviously tumultuous times. There was like active wars going on. They were like killing all the Native Americans. But he just like rolled up there. It's like Biden coming in. It's like, we're just going to like hang out and like feel the vibe for the first year. <laughs> like just, it's so funny. Because he was this guy who was like, I need to be president after 1824. Oh, of course. Because he was like, the people want me. The yeah. people need me. Yeah. And then, and then he, he does nothing for the first year. Like the audacity. But at the same time, I wonder if like the American people were sort of love because I think that there is something to like the romanticism of all of it that people uh when they tell Andrew Jackson stories we discuss like there is a little bit of a oh almost like a I don't know if whitewashing is the right word but there is like a a, a sort of like glassy glossy seal that they yeah. put on top of all of Andrew Jackson's nonsense in that he was doing it out of romance or he was doing it because he loved his wife or like all these things and yeah. it's like no, I think that he was unfit for his job and probably should have like <laughs> taken a year off. You know, yeah, take a sabbatical. Like, take it's okay. You had Calhoun as your vice president. He had done the job before. You know, Calhoun was chomping at the bit to be president. I know. He was vice president so many times, <laughs> which is so, <laughs> which funny. I fully don't understand. I also read. Um, hold on, this is like a little bit before we get into um Emily's Emily? life. Yeah. She, or Andrew Jackson, he had multiple VPs throughout his presidency. So it was John Calhoun, Martin Van Buren at a time, who becomes president next. But there was also a year where he just didn't have a VP, which I love that. Which wasn't this year that he did nothing, but like, just there was a time where he just didn't elect anyone. Because at some point someone died. It was just, I don't know, it's kind of funny. It's hilarious. Wait, Um, sorry, I also, just to to point out, Emily Donaldson um, was uh, married to her first cousin. So, Awkward. that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, which is, so, a little bit about her, her life. Um, yeah. <laughs> she was very well educated. Yep. She could afford a, a formal education, so she came from a little bit of money. Um, she studied at the Nashville Female Academy. That's cool. Um, with her niece. With her niece? Um, oh, sorry, sorry. 
they're going on about something else. Okay. Um, yeah, so she was able to study, have a formal education, which... Very cool. Especially in Tennessee in that time, like, not many women specifically no, could have that. yeah. Um, she was 17 years old when she married Andrew Jackson Jr. Um, no, this is... An- no, that's... um. Andrew... Wait, Andrew Jackson Jr. Yeah. Am I reading the wrong person? I think you're reading Sarah. No, no, Emily. Oh, never mind then. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... Yeah, so she, they were really young when she was married. So she came into um, the White House very young. So yeah. she was 21 when she became the, the right. hostess. Yep. Um, and everyone really loved her. Liked her. Yeah. yeah. I, so the impression I'm getting from uh, what we're reading, she was very pretty, very young. And everyone really um, liked her because they could kind of use her as a doormat. They walked all yeah. over her. Well, and it was so different mm-hmm. compared to, you know, going back to Dolly Madison. And then <gasps> we mean, have Powerhouse. Powerhouse. <laughs> then we have Elizabeth Monroe. And then we have Louisa Adams. And all of these three yeah. women, you know, younger maybe, but like not compared to to this. You know what I yeah. mean? Not even compared. You know, it was, they were women that kind of knew their way around, um, Washington, or at least knew there could ma- could like navigate a political scene without getting kind of pushed over, and like right. Emily was like, oh, like I don't, you know what I mean? Like she definitely was malleable in that way, and was yeah. not going to uh, be able to stand her own. She probably didn't know very much about <laughs> politics, I don't think, even though she was educated, she couldn't like yeah, she like, she couldn't be in a room with like you know uh, Dolly Dolly Madison. I almost said Dolly. <laughs> I love her so much. I taught all my kids. Oh my god! Oh, sorry, I screamed. Um, I'm teaching all the kids nine to five. It's very cute. They, they love that. That's such they a great love. song. I mean, that song makes me so um, feminist. Feminism. Feminist it is. Icon and for, who who do you think of when you hear that song? Elizabeth. Uh, yes. So, oh my god! Just a little side note here. This is gonna be a short episode. We can go off tangent. Um, that was Elizabeth Warren's like walk out during yeah. her campaign song. So the first time I saw her was I think it was in Long Island City. Uh, met her that night. Which yeah. She's lovely. Um, it was International Women's Day too, so I'll never forget it. But um, they played that song, and it was the first time I saw her speak. So I I didn't know that was like her walkout campaign song. And it just every time I hear, I mean, it's like Hillary Clinton's fight song, which I still can't listen to this day without sobbing. Um, but uh, working, it's a fun song. Working nine to five, so I love it. And then we saw her in Washington Square Park with so like magical. tens of thousands of people, which was oh, such a fucking magical day uh, or evening. Um, Every time I hear that song now, I just like I shout know. out Elizabeth Warren and oh, she's awesome. She's yeah. so great. But anyway, um, um, so, I was, but but I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I think I almost think of it as like, say you're at a party, right, and you're like a new, like a, an up and coming actress, and yeah. you go to a party and it's like Meryl Streep, <gasps> Viola Davis, yeah, and like. You know, uh, Kate Winslet. I don't know. I'm just thinking yeah. of like random actresses. I don't know actresses, but like you're like with these powerhouse actresses. Right. Yeah. It's like, what are you even gonna talk to them about? You know. And I think that like Emily was kind of in that like young kind of like oh gosh, like she definitely couldn't stand her own. But people also kind of loved her for that reason because yeah. You know, the quote here yes. was like <laughs> so bad. One of the main reasons they loved her was because she was young and malleable. And the old grand dames, love that term, yep. of Washington could run all over her as they could not someone like Rachel. They always liked the young, innocent nieces. <laughs> like, oh my God, what a dark sentence. So, so they're like, ooh, yeah. fresh meat. Like, yeah. let me just, oh my God. I, I'm just picturing Mean Girl vibes. Totally. They could really like get her in on their side, which we'll see when it comes to the petticoat affair. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So I just like love that whole that the whole situation. Totally. I mean, I think so. I think she gets to um, she gets to the White House, and it's like pretty dark and dreary. And then Andrew Jackson dramatically decides that he's gonna come out of his period of mourning. And she throws her first party at the White House. He's such a drama queen. Um, on New Year's Eve. Yeah. December 20, uh, excuse me, December 31st. Um, shout out, Adam, it's your birthday, love you. Um, December 31st of 1929, so that's famously New Year's Eve, 1930. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, she gets to throw this big party and finally this period of mourning for Andrew Jackson is over. Yeah. And I guess the president is going to now do his job. <laughs> and boy, does he come in hot with the Indian to... Removal Act. Yeah, known yeah, as yeah. the Trail of Tears as yes. we come to know That's it. That's his first piece of major legislation. I mean, whoa, he was just like, what are we going to do? Oh, murder a bunch of people. Which honestly, on brand for him. So No, completely on brand. You, Another but... thing on brand, and I'm so excited for you to tell this story, is the... Um, Petticoat. <gasps> Petticoat affair. Petticoat affair. So, I and really... And this is a major Emily kind of story, and it also ties back in with Andrew Jackson, like, being a kind of anti-slut shamer. Yeah. And it's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, this is this is kind of what Emily Donaldson is known for. Yeah. Um, so, this is a fun story. So, 1830... Or 1829, sorry. Um... Washington society is buzzing from about this woman named Peggy Eaton, Margaret Eaton, you might have known her name as. Um, she is the new wife of Secretary of War, John Henry Eaton. Um, so they get married. He's Secretary of War, so he's known in the Washington circles. And prior to this, she was married to another man. So, okay, remember that part of the story? This is important. So annoying. Married to another man. <laughs> yeah. Um and rumors are swirling around Washington that her and John Henry uh, began their, that they started their relationship as an affair and she was still married to this man. Her first husband was um, like a Navy guy, I think. Mm. Yeah, he was on some ship. He was yeah. a Navy dude. He ended up killing himself. Um, I don't know why. I couldn't find anything on why he committed suicide. But um, the rumors that were swirling was she was having this affair with John Henry and that's why he killed himself, that because of this affair. So, so right off the bat, Peggy Ian has come into Washington society as a whore. Yeah. As someone who's an adulterer. Yeah. Sound, Sound familiar? <laughs> so the women of Washington are a buzz. Real Housewives of DC. I mean, it's it so real. Hot. Yeah, it's so the, real. The scandal is growing. Um, it's called the petticoat affair, which I don't really know why. But probably that's, because that was like they petticoat, wore petticoats. Like I don't know. Kind Not of a thing. huge important part of the story, they, but they call it that, so you might know the story from that name. Um, but because of this, it started to split the Jacksons' cabinet because yeah. uh, John Henry's in his cabinet. The wives of the other members of the cabinet, um, mostly uh, Fluoride, I believe you pronounce her name, Calhoun, mm-hmm. John C. Calhoun's um, yes. wife, is. Such a rude, such a rude, so rude to Petty, uh, oh, Peggy. Peggy, yeah. Hates her, does not want her around. Again, thinks she's a whore, thinks she's an oh adulterer. So during these parties that are happening, everyone's snubbing John Henry and Peggy and just like really slut shaming Peggy Eaton from something that's a rumor. Okay, and like, also, yeah, like, let's and, not forget, she also did not have the affair. There's no record of this. There's no record of the affair. And to, and again, like, he, he was obviously a mentally unstable person. Yeah. Like, if, like you, I mean, and, you know, mental health is such a it's such an important 
issue but and you know suicide is such a tragic thing but it's it's no one's fault you know what I mean like that's just such a crazy like and they just like right out the gate like blamed blamed the woman slut shamed her into having her be responsible for her ex-husband's suicide and again there's no record of this affair that she started her relationship with John Henry while she was still married or this was the reason why he killed himself the first husband even if she did have an affair yes Oh my God. I mean, the way they treated this woman, and I know it sounds like so minimal, like, oh, they snubbed her at parties, but this was their lives. This is all these people did. Um, they were so mean to her. They didn't talk to her. This started to affect John Henry because now the husbands in yeah. the cabinet were kind of rude to him. Um, so what does this do? This reminds good old Andy, Andy Jackson Andy. about the election of 1828 when Quince, was saying all these things about well, not, Rachel. And not just Quince, but everybody. I mean, this was, again, the 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 start of the two-party system. This is how people were dividing people. It was the good guys and the bad guys. And yes. so when it becomes that polarizing, you know, it's like you're going to take anything and you're going to, like, put it on a side, yeah. right? So, I mean, this clearly triggers him. He yes. has a lot of PTSD from his <laughs> wife's death. Oh my God. Remember, if you listened to the last episode... He blamed uh, Rachel's death on the, these comments that it stressed her out. The media, and, basically. Yeah, he blamed yeah. the media. Um, what well, I forget what his quote was, but something along the lines of like, "You murdered my wife. I'll never forgive you." Right. That deal. So right. this clearly triggers him. So he's so angry. So he's hearing all this. Obviously, he's dividing his cabinet. So when he's ready to get to work, he can't. <laughs> all of a sudden. So not only is this oh happening, God. Andrew is noticing this. But uh, Emily Donaldson, who, let's not forget, is acting as hostess, she's getting in on this. She is. All the, the madams of Washington, all the wives of these cabinet members, are feeding this to Emily. Again, yeah. she's malleable. They love this. She's that young, yeah. fresh meat. Ugh. And they're telling her, like, hey, kind of be a mean girl to Peggy. So, mean girl situation has happened. Totally. Everyone's being an And Emily doesn't even know really what's going on. She's just doing what, like, she, what is the popular thing to do at the time, which is yeah. to slut shame this girl for a, an insane rumor that it, we don't even know is true. Yeah. So, now Emily is part of this. Yeah. Rumors, she's, you know, whispering with everyone. This all comes to a head when the <laughs> Eatons, John Henry and Peggy, decline an invitation from Jackson to come have dinner in the White House in early 1830. You know, Jackson just wanted to invite people over, talk about murdering some Native Americans. <laughs> he can't even have a nice Friday night in dinner. <laughs> talk about murder. Well, it's like he didn't can't host one social event, and then when he starts to, there's all this drama, and people are declining yeah. his offers. The best part is when Jackson says, oh, hey, why didn't you come to dinner? Like, I really want to chat with you about some murdering some Indians. Um, <laughs> Peggy cites Emily's cold treatment. Oh, my so God. So, Peggy is done with this. Disaster. Peggy's like, it's your niece. It's the hostess, whatever they call them. Uh, no one wants us around, so why are we going to show up? Kind of love that attitude. No, of course. If, I don't want to get crazy, but if Peggy was a pop star, this would have been her dark, spooky album. <gasps> so, I love, we, oh, my God. Okay, so pop stars have a spooky time. Yes, yeah, this would have been her spooky album. No, definitely. Dare I say, Taylor Swift's reputation. Oh, my God. <laughs> Take a drink. Did you Look drink what it? you made me do. Okay. <laughs> That's what it was um, so I kind of like that Peggy was just like, this is why. Of course, yeah. Good for her. I mean, Peggy was just so, like, probably so sick of it, but yeah. also, like, was not gonna, yeah, of course. I mean, she was, she handled everything the best that she could, for yeah. sure. So, 
Andrew Jackson, Jackson now Andrew Jackson at is Emily. Pissed. Yeah, he confronts Emily. At this point, they're vacation. They're taking a vacation at what's the house called? Hermitage. Hermitage. Yeah, Hermitage. in Tennessee. Yeah, in Tennessee. So they're in Tennessee. They're in their log cabin. Um, they get into a fight. He's very mad at Emily. And he tells her that she can't come back to, to the White House. House. Yeah. So he kind of fires... Well, he like low-key fires her because he doesn't want her to fly off the handle. Or like, I don't know. Yeah. Everyone's afraid of uh, crazy Emily. Yeah. So, yeah. So he basically like says like, you can't come back to the White House with me because I don't think that what you are... Like what you're kind of showing off or whatever is good press for me and I don't agree with it yeah and, and she so, said I'm not I'm definitely not coming back on until you insist Peggy um if you unless you stop insisting that Peggy comes to the White House like Jackson really wanted the Eatons to come and yeah. like be part of their group I mean the man was his, in his cabinet like yeah, it's the war, secretary of war, war. I mean that's, like, <laughs> that's Andrew Jackson's like dream job Andrew Jackson's favorite thing is yeah why he wasn't just the secretary of war is beyond me um <laughs> This no, is all like, he wanted to do was start a war. And he can't even have a dinner with his secretary of war. So, of course, he's going to sign he's with pissed. He is. He's yeah. so pissed. Yeah. So, now Emily's like, I'm not coming back to the White House. This is insane. Yes, yes, yes. So, there's just like a rift in the White House when he's trying to get work done. Well, Emily, what's so. hilarious is that who um, at Hermitage House, which is where they kind of get into this fight, yeah. just kind of sitting around is um, Sarah York Jackson. Love us. Which is... Um, Andrew Jackson Jr.'s. Oh yeah, I was mistaken. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. This is the daughter. This is the daughter-in-law. Yeah, the, Andrew uh, Sarah. Emily York, was the niece. Yeah, Sarah York Jackson is um, just hanging out, laying low, and really got along with Andrew Jackson pretty well. Um, Andrew Jackson Jr.'s wife, you know, like they everybody got along, and sees that Andrew Jackson's really upset, and I think it's the idea of um, Andrew Jackson Jr. and Andrew Jackson that maybe Sarah will take over as yeah. hostess. And so he, like, on the sly says, like, so Sarah Jackson, will you come be the hostess? But just don't tell Emily that you're coming back to <laughs> D.C. So Meanwhile, much. they're all at the same vacation house. I mean, that's what's so great about this. They're all at Hermitage Wait, house. this is, like, Bravo summer house. No, it really is. Happening. Like, they're all at the house. And, like, you know, like, it's like Emily leaves the room. And then, like, low-key on the other side of that same room, Andrew Jackson's like, hey, Sarah, will you come back with me? He loves chaos and drama. No, 100%. The thing about Andrew Jackson that. is that they don't think he liked to work. Like, I think that he was always just distracting himself with things that, like, weren't work so that he could, like, get Not only did he like actual war with guns, he liked, like, emotional war. Totally. <laughs> yes. It's so crazy. What a it's warmonger. Like, I know. Because it's, like, at the end of the day, like, you don't really need a hostess. If if Thomas Jefferson has taught us anything, no. you don't really need a hostess. Yes. And it's, like, he was just starting drama to, like, get a hostess. Right. I mean, it is shocking that he never, like... Because I do find him to be quite a romantic guy. Like, it is kind of shocking that he decided to never, like, fall in love and marry again. I know, that's kind of shocking. But all that said, Sarah's like, okay, that sounds fun. And so she goes. <laughs> and she is the hostess at the White House. And he gets pre- he's president for two terms, I think. Um, yeah, so she yeah. is a hostess. Well, Emily, I don't know what the fuck Emily is doing. She's not allowed back. <laughs> but she plays first lady, or not first lady, whatever, hostess, um, between November 1834 until March Oh, I know what happens to Emily. She dies. <gasps> oh my god, Emily she has tuberculosis. She has tuberculosis. <laughs> she has tuberculosis, so she's not invited back, and then is at Hermitage House and gets tuberculosis and dies. She's 29 years old. Not gonna say that Andrew Jackson was happy she died, but do you, I mean, like... He was probably like, oh, thank God, because this was like really, 
I mean, he loved the drama, but... <sighs> he loved the drama. Now and he could use that as an excuse why he had Sarah York there. I guess. I mean, she comes in, um, yeah, right around 1834 and is, like, is hostess, I guess, until he is done office. Yeah, in yeah. 1837. She's so, a Philly girl. She's uh, yeah, born in Philly. Her life. She's yeah. born July 16th, 1803. So what's July 16th? Cancer. Oh, that's you! Yeah, okay, okay. Cancer, cancer, cancer. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. She's the filler girl. Just like me. Okay, so is my exact description. Oh my <laughs> I mean, this picture that I see of her, she does have dark hair. Okay. Um, your neck is not as thick as hers. Okay. <laughs> I can see your... I mean, look at this awful painting. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I honestly feel for these women because they don't have good uh, yeah. photos. But she looks... I mean, she looks great. Her skin looks awesome. Yeah, she has great skin. Um, so, but yeah, so, I mean, we don't have, I mean, is there, you can say a little bit more about, about Sarah, but I guess like the whole thing of just like the, the host, and it's like, what are these women even allowed to do in Andrew Jackson White House, you know? So she was before, a little before she gets to the White House, she lived at the Hermitage, am I saying that right? That sounds so weird to me. I keep saying it like that. Hermitage of Southern The plantation in Tennessee, she was managing, or her and her husband were managing while the fire happened. Um, oh my gosh, and all the letters were burned. Yeah, so when the fire happened, you know, thank God she had a place to go, was the White House. Uh, yes. So her and her husband moved to D.C. Um, to live at the White House, and she had two young kids. Um, yeah, she there's not really too much about her flotus duties or a hostess duties. Um, she made some trips... To, from D.C. back to Hermitage to oversee the reconstruction. She was, like, managing two situations. She was, So yeah. good for her. Um, she's, yeah, she's in She kind of had to deal with all the debt of Jackson after he yes. died. Yeah, he was in a massive amount of debt. I mean, I think that um, it was probably made very loud and clear that, like, you'll come to Washington, but you will not get involved in any of the female petty drama. Yeah. You know, because, like, that, Emily messed that up in a big way. And so oh you God, will not get involved so much, in that. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. It's interesting. Like, again, it's so funny too because it's like, now I'm trying to think of like, because you know, I always try, I feel like sometimes we try and get into the heads of these men, you know? And I wonder if Andrew Jackson legitimately yeah. thought he was like being a feminist icon by like giving these women an opportunity. Like, do you know what I mean? He, he definitely did. Yeah. Because it's weird because it's like even... Even Thomas Jefferson, who was a complete, like, social-emotional nightmare, like, (laughs) had, like, legitimate, like, I don't want to say feelings, but, like, you know, it was, like, it was, like, his daughter, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And I guess, like, and then Sally Hemings, which is, like, its whole other thing. But these two women are almost, like, so, um, like, on the outside of Jackson's, like, actual emotional scope. But I wonder if he feels like he was just, like, giving them, like, a cool job. Yeah, he was... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's just like, that oh, asshole boss. Yes! Who, like, <laughs> <gives> you, <laughs> who, like, gives you a promotion that you, like, can't really fulfill, and then is like, why can't you do better? Yeah, he's like, the one who gives a woman a, a better title, but doesn't give her the pay for the title. Yeah, totally, totally, And it's just totally. a little work, and, and that's you work, like, like again, out it's of that a, same guy who's, like... I'm a feminist. I'm a. I'm da da da. Listen to me, mansplain feminism to you, and it's like, no, no, no. Stop talking. Yes. No. Let me. Oh, man, I mean, if anything, Andrew Jackson was consistent. I gotta say, I... you are a consistent jerk, and like, yeah, I guess that's okay. And consistently unevolved. Like, it doesn't seem like he's learning anything at no. any point. Like, 
He hit that on the vengeful murderer. I'm gonna stop. That was that. that was his vibe. No growth. It's there seriously. was no emotional growth. For because him. even the way that like obviously the way that everything got handled with Rachel was so toxic, and it's like I mean paparazzis are like hot like it's all like media and all of this and we're gonna see it like later on it's like it's not good but there are certain ways that you can like quiet it a little bit yeah you know what I mean and Andrew Jackson never made an attempt I don't think to quiet any of that oh. down and I think that like that's what uh you know, like, he was just loud and proud, and he didn't seem to learn anything from any of these experiences. No, and he wanted to play, like, this male savior. Yeah. He did it for Rachel, obviously. I mean, he literally kills him on over it. And he did it with Peggy Ian, which, again, on the surface, yeah, that's great. You're, like, sticking up for this woman right. who, you know, she shouldn't have been snubbed. She, he was essentially too protecting his presidency and his cabinet because of um, John Henry. Yeah. You know, he loved his war. But, um, it, it, like, just the male savior, like, attitude is just, it's very intense. Yeah, And it totally. almost, it's just too much. I think it's just what you said, the mansplaining of, like, let me explain to you feminism. And right. why I'm a better feminist. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Then, no, I'm an Then ally. the other men, and then maybe even better than you. Maybe even better than a woman. Yeah. It's Which, like, what you said last time, um... Just let, just listen to Just women. listen. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Just, oh, as I interrupt you, I say just listen. <laughs> You're allowed to interrupt. Okay. <laughs> women are allowed to interrupt me, not men. Yeah, yeah I just, yeah. I mean, he sounds like a nightmare to work for. Oh, completely. Yeah. Completely. And that's essentially what these women were, which I guess is like sort of a cool look at the flotus, right? Because it's like so much of, you know, a lot of the story of these women gets told through the lens of like a romantic tie and like a personal relationship. Right. And this is kind of a cool, interesting look at yes. the idea that like this was just a boss. That's true. So this is the first, if, hopefully you're consistently listening to this in chronological order. This is the first flotus, set of flotuses, flotai, <laughs> that we've had. I know that's not how you say it. Yeah. But um, that there, it is a boss. There's yeah. not, Rachel didn't even get to be flotus. Um, and we'll see this next time, too, with um, Van Buren, because he was not married. Is he the one that everyone thinks is gay? No. That is... Kids. No, Harrison? no, no, I'm just... Everyone's gay to me right now. No. <laughs> um, anyway, but you'll see this next time, too, because I think uh, Van Buren's wife dies pretty early on. Yeah, she does, yeah. So he's a bachelor. So when these... Um, in this time, unfortunately, a lot of people are dying, so there's a chunk of these presidents who don't have their wife come in. Mm -hmm. So they don't have that romantic partner with them. It's just... It's usually a family member, yes. Yeah. But it's still kind of just your boss. Totally, like, yeah. And I guess, like, that's, like, it's interesting because, you know, especially at this, I don't know, like, now, I was going to say just, like, at this juncture, the women were sort of, like, just serving the greater good, quote-unquote, which is the protecting the male's job. But right. we're kind of doing that now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if... If Michelle Obama, God forbid, had done something bad, yeah, that would have spoken ill on Barack Obama's presidency, which kind of maybe it shouldn't. Like maybe we should keep those things separate. You know what I mean? I know. Like, I, go I guess back it's like I know. I I don't know either. I'm kind of just talking it out, but yeah. I guess it's like that's part of what um, you know. Usually, usually the greater good is there because it's your partner and you want to lift them up. You know, yeah. in terms of like a, a POTUS and a FLOTUS. Yeah. But then sometimes what if your POTUS is a 
total jerk. It's really interesting because I, I mean, my own hypocrisy comes through on this. Um, we're all human. Of course. <laughs> um, like, you know, when I look at the Clintons and Bill and Hillary, I get very upset when people are like, well, why didn't she leave Bill? And, you know, when she was running for president, it was like, well, look at all these bad things Bill did. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and not his presidency, like even in their personal, or in his personal life, clearly there was a huge scandal about it. But, you know, why is that reflected on her? But then when I look at the Trumps, I'm like, all right, Melania, like you're just really complicit in this whole situation. So like, that's me it's, being a hypocrite. Cause, right, right, right. I mean, comparing Bill Clinton and Donald Trump are two different stories, but, or maybe not in their personal scandals. Yeah, I mean, it's not as different Trump, as we want but, it to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, my own hypocrisy comes in there, so I'm, like, very... When do we say to the woman... I mean, I even do this with Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Like, yeah. when he was running for president, I'm using that term very loosely, whatever he was doing. The birthday party. Having a breakdown <laughs> that we're all, unfortunately, watching and, like, gawking at. But, um, you know, part of me was like, oh, my God, step up and, like, tell him to stop. Mm-hmm. This is really damaging, especially during this election when there's no room for, like, third-party votes. Mm-hmm. And... You're not doing anything. You're just letting your husband run rampant like a lunatic around this meeting with Donald Trump. Like, but then also like, why is it her fault? And why is it her responsibility? Her responsibility yeah. to. I mean, yeah, it's your husband, but like because he's going through this, you're not responsible for it. Like, yeah, and should that and does that put a mark on you as a person? Yeah, yeah. I think it's really tricky. I think it's yeah. really tricky. And I and see I my think... own, you know, yeah, it's... ebbs and flows of my feelings on it. Honestly, truthfully, it's if I like the woman or not, or how right. I feel it depend- about right. my Dep- personal feeling towards yes. the woman, because obviously I was much more quicker to defend Hillary than Kim Kardashian. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and I think this is, and so this goes back to, you know, the FLOTUS. Yeah, like, how she, they, is she, is she supposed to serve herself, or is she supposed to serve the, the presidency? Yeah. And the president? And I think we're going to see it as we go up more to modern day, when the women work more or have their foundations um, foundations all that stuff like i mean again keep going back to melania the most recent example her be best campaign that was like anti-bullying where like her husband is harassing people a lot gets kicked off twitter for (laughs) i mean he incited an insurrection on twitter and she's like be best yeah like don't bully people and he's like calling you know adam schiff like weird anti-semitic thing well it's again and i mean you know i think in in a patriarchy we cannot handle anything but the binary and so yeah you are either on team good or team bad and there's no space for gray in between and i think that like that's part of human nature is like gray there's gray periods in everything and so it's like you know right like you say like just because like where is the line? If your partner is, if your partner is going off the rails, are you supposed to ring them back in? Are you supposed to just do what you want? Because it's your life. It's not your, it's not, you know? Um, and I think with, when it comes to FLOTUS and POTUS, like, it's like, who's to say that the POTUS is more important yeah, I go back and forth. I mean, I know. I I do too. I'm just like talking They need to make statements when things happen because it's, yeah, you're not a, an elected official, mm-hmm. and you're kind of put into this because of your the husband, and, yeah. or he's usually the husband in this, in this case. Um, but you're still public facing, and you're yeah. it's still really important what the first lady thinks and what she does and how she behaves. And I think it's 
not I, I don't think the media is always fair to the woman um I mean we're seeing this now with Dr. Biden I love saying Dr. Biden yeah um I will say that till I die um you know because she chose to continue teaching she's an educator I think in I don't know what college she's in teaching Delaware in. she's at a community college yeah so yeah. I think she's continuing that while doing her Florida's mm-hmm. duties but everyone was like oh my god she's still working like why does the woman need to stop doing that? So, yeah. like, you know, they blame her if they don't, or if they do work. And then, but people were like, well, why did Michelle, like, Michelle just gave up her yeah. great job that she had for Barack. And, like, yeah. I guess, I mean, no, these I, women can't win. Totally. <laughs> but I guess what I'm speaking to is what if the, like, a, yeah, I think women do need to, like, or the Flotus does need to speak out. And she yeah. is a public facing figure. But what happens, and I, again, I think we saw this a lot with Bill and Hillary, what happens when they're, they think two different things. Yeah. You know, what would happen with Andrew Jackson was like, don't slut shame this girl. And Emily Donaldson is like, mm, no, I think I'm going to. Yeah. I mean, chaos, true chaos. We cannot handle that as, yeah. a, as a human people. We cannot handle that. I know. I guess we never had a POTUS and FLOTUS that had very different. I mean, maybe we'll see. Oh yeah. Yeah. As, a, as far as I know, we yeah. have not had... I don't know, which, Eleanor which is, and FDR, they, I mean, they have the same vision, but they... Eleanor really does speak out. She's definitely more progressive than FDR, and I think she helps push him towards that. Yeah, I mean, but even some of her feminism stuff, like, she was making speeches that I think he was rolling his eyes at. Yeah. And she was like, I don't care. This also happens with uh, Wilson, with the suffrage vote. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He... I think publicly he pretended to be very into the suffrage movement. Yeah, but like behind the scenes he was like, women can't vote, are you insane? (laughs) Like, so I think there was a little, I mean, we'll learn more about that when we get to her, but, um, oh, I don't even know his wife's name off the top of my head. But, um, when we get to his wife, I think we'll see a little, uh, tension there. Yeah. So, and I think as these big cultural changes happen, Mm -hmm. we'll see it. Maybe not so much, um, I guess there was cultural changes during here, but, um, I think that's where it will come in that there's more views. And, I mean, I'll always say that women will be smarter. So Of course. So always I feel like we'd be, it would be really silly not to just quickly mention the idea that this is the maybe one of the first times that people are being slut-shamed in history. But, like, let's <gasps> let's not pretend record, that yeah. – um, Well, not even slut I mean, weren't, like, I feel like not, not even slut-shamed. Like, obviously, like, the women in, like, Massachusetts and, like, the – Oh. They were called witches, like yeah, like you know what I mean. Witches, so, yeah. but 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 I guess in terms of the presidency, like when we think about the Peggy Eaton story or um, even the Rachel Donaldson story, it's just not that far away from um, Monica Lewinsky. And I feel like it's no. important to say that the media really took that and turned it and twisted it um, to to you know to do what it wanted basically. And, yeah. and whoever side you were on, either you're protecting Bill Clinton or, or you're not. Um, but it's just interesting how like that, you know, this is that, I guess what I'm learning in doing this project with you is like, it's all old news. (laughs) It's all happened before. I mean, not to go back to Promising Young Woman. Yeah. Just watch that movie. Yeah. But there's, uh, she's talking to someone and they're, um, going on about, uh, he refers to something like, oh, we were just kids and like, uh, and her line next to that is, if I hear that one more time and it's like. It's just so consistent. It never changes the yeah, story of, yeah. you know, women can't do this, but men can do this. Like, we see it in 1794, whatever totally. that was. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, not that divorces aren't final now, but, like, if you found out that Jill Biden was 
not actually divorced when she... I mean, I think there were rumors during the campaign, or fake rumors, during the campaign that, like, her and, um... Why am I forgetting the phone? Joe. Oh my god, I just completely forgot Joe. <laughs> oh my god, Joe, sorry. Yeah, Joe. XO. Woo, sorry about that. Um, that her and Joe started their love affair while, like, she was still seeing someone. Which is, like, the silliest thing, but there's still, I mean, if that took off that she was not fully divorced or living with someone else or had an affair with Joe mm-hmm. and that's how their um, relationship started, like, I mean, that would have been all over, yeah, maybe more other news networks than others, but, like, they would have loved that. So, totally. like, once again, still, they're, like, yeah. whether yeah. you're in 1794 or 2020, yep. yeah. we're the going media to pick is, apart yep. whoever the flow Well, and is. that started here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that really did start here. Uh, I, uh, we, uh, consistency. I'm good. Glad it happened. <laughs> <laughs> At least we're consistent. I know. What is it? Um, who, Martha started to try to start uh, talk smack on Dolly, but, like, uh, everyone loved Dolly so much that it, like, wasn't going to happen. Yeah. All right, I guess we have to do advice for these girls. Oh, yeah. So, Emily, advice for Emily. Okay. You can go first. Don't be mean to Peggy Eaton. I need Emily to be a better feminist. Um, I mean, I, I want to say it's not your... I mean, it, you know, product of your time, I guess, but God, don't be such a mean girl. That's my advice to, See, to Peggy. I mean, to, to uh, Emily. Emily. My advice to Emily, I guess, like, I want to say like that. Like, I want to say grow a backbone. Yeah. <laughs> but she was only 21, and truly, like, yeah. I mean, if I was judged on the things that I did when I was 21 years old, like, it was oh, right. not a good... I mean, it was, like, okay, and but, was like, it was great. She was <laughs> being fed all this information by the, the madams the of madams. Washington, D.C. I know. So I want to say grow a backbone, but I think what I actually want to say is, like, later on in your life, when you, like... Do a little bit of feminist research. Yeah. Apologize. That's true. She could evolve. Her she did baby die. wasn't formed. <laughs> she oh. did die at 29. Oh my God. So sad. Get some TV medicine. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they still don't have it. I know. As our friend, like, Curly's working on that. I know. Job. That's, like, her whole job. <laughs> like, get medicine. God damn it. You need to come up with a cure for TV, lazy bum. <laughs> and then, what, my advice for Sarah, I mean... Unfortunately, who are you? Yeah, like, <laughs> I wish I, you wrote more letters. I don't know. I have no information on you. No, like, sorry you had to deal with the fire. Sorry you had to deal <gasps> with the debt. Fire, like, yeah. you're probably doing a really good job. Andrew, your father in law is an insane person. And just, like, sorry. Like, actually, I'm apologizing to her. Yeah, Sarah was so just like, sorry, is this Sarah. a job? Like, she literally did volunteer work constantly. No, and literally. got no money for she it. She was in debt for the volunteer work she did. Classic. That's like living in New York in your 20s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> spoil... 100%. <laughs> Spoiler alert, next episode... So excited. We're going to learn about um, how yeah. pensions come in for <gasps> the FLOTUS due to deaths of Ooh. the president. So we'll get to see. I think this is where um, maybe people start getting paid. <laughs> Super excited. We have been waiting for this. Yeah, I'm just really curious how people made money these days. They totally. didn't. Is no, the point. they didn't. So Not hard. yet. I mean, they were radic- radical, crazy people. So maybe they didn't deserve it. Yeah. But soon they will. A lot of it. All right. Well, we love you. Follow us at Flotus Forever. Rate Give and review. Rate and review. Subscribe so you just get these... Right into your feed Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, we are we we are consistent. If I got, nothing else, we are consistent. <laughs> <laughs> I did get a text um, from someone that uh, 
they were like, wow, you guys are really churning this out. And I was like, oh, we work. This is a job. <laughs> like, I can't do stuff because I got to go record. 100%. So Again, you're welcome. type in history podcasts and tell me what comes up. Because if it's um, about women, I'm interested. And um, what you'll see is nothing. Like, I love you. Yeah. And we love the first ladies. We'll see you next time. Keep it going. Bye. Bye.